this way this morning in the service. Amen. We don't have any written requests, but we want to remember Sister Mary. I think this morning the, the doctors are saying after uh, this time has passed a little bit that they didn't see anything that's changed, but that's what he said. He didn't see anything that's changed, but God is moving. Uh, maybe it's one grain of sand, but God is moving. and We're just looking to him, the author and finisher of our faith this morning. And we'll continue to remember Sister Vicki and Brother Ron in our prayers as well. And I'm sure there's other needs this morning. If you just make those known by an uplifted hand, God sees our hearts this morning. He knows what we have need of in the service today. Amen. Brother Jonathan, can I pray with you? Amen. Happy to be in church this morning. There's no other place I'd rather be than right here worshiping Him. And to think that He gave us the desire to wake up this morning to say a prayer to gather together and so if he give us that desire then he's got something to give us when we're here amen let's pray together remember sister mary as brother mark was saying uh, brother jeffries did uh send us a message out they went back for the checkup and the doctor says he doesn't see a change but i don't care what the doctor says he's just got to say what the report shows him but we believe god is on the scene so let's hold her up specially this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, what an honor to worship you, Lord. What an honor to live for you, Lord. Through all life struggles, Lord, to have you as a constant, to have you as an anchor, Lord. When the world's falling apart and friendships are falling apart and, Lord, we see everything that's transpiring, we can fall back on your word, Lord, and say, is it so, Lord? Lord, we ask you this morning to come be with us this morning, Lord. Lord, we invite you into our presence, Lord, to, Lord, to have your way in this service this morning, Lord. Not, not my way or not your way, not anybody else's way, but your way, Lord. 
Would you, Lord, come in amongst us, Lord, and walk down the aisles, Lord, walk down each heart, Lord, and in our minds, Lord, just pull anything unlike you out of us, Lord, and lift us up to worship you, Lord, and touch Brother Mark in a special way this morning that he may lead us, Lord, into a worship and a praise that you would be pleased with, Lord. Touch our sick, Lord. Touch our needy, Lord. Touch those that, Lord, have needs in their lives. Their hands was raised across the congregation. Touch Brother Ron, Lord, Sister Vicki, Sister Mary, Lord. You see the results. You see what the doctor says. But, Lord, we're claiming on what you said. Where two or three gathered together, you shall be in their presence. If they have faith and pray the prayer of faith, you shall move in a special way. Lord, we ask you to move in this situation, Lord. Take control for your honor, Lord. Touch this service this morning. Touch our pastor. Lord, what he has prepared for us, Lord. Lord, we know that it's going to be good. We know that we're willing and accepting to hear from you. Lord, to correct us, to encourage us, to lift us up. Lord, be with us this morning, Lord. Lord, touch us all, Lord. In your lovely name we pray. Amen. Be seated just for a moment.
Are you ready to have service this morning? You ready for God to move for us this morning? Amen. I believe that he can, Brother Mark. Brother Jonathan mentioning Sister Mary made me think of a uh, message I was listening to this morning. Brother Brenham was praying for this sister, and he told her, he said, you won't get well right away. He said it'll be about 18 to 24 months, and he said God will heal you. And he said he saw the sister down the road, had plumb forgot about it. And she said, guess what, Brother Brandon, I'm well. And he said, you know, I got to listen to that tape. I went back, and it was exactly to the day, 18 months, and God touched me. And I said, praise the Lord, amen. You know, amen. We look for miracles. We want it done yesterday because we're just so used to everything being at our fingertips. But God says, by his stripes, you are healed. He didn't say it'd be right this second, but you are healed. Amen. How many believers do we have? We believe he's going to do everything we have need of this morning. Amen. Oh, we are often tossed and driven on the restless sea of time. Summer skies and howling tempests off succeed a bright sunshine. And in that land of perfect day, when the mist have rolled away, we will understand it better by and by. Oh, by and by. When the morning comes, oh, and all the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story how we've overcome and Demands want of food and want of shelter, thirsty hills and barren lands. But we're trusting in the Lord and according to His word, we will understand it better by and by. But he guides us with his eye, and we'll follow till we die. For we'll understand it better by and by. Help me say it. Oh, by and by. When the morning comes, oh, when all of the saints of God are gathered home, we will take. In 
temptations, hidden snares, they often take us unawares, and our hearts are made to bleed for many a thoughtless word or deed, and we wonder why the test when we try to do our best, oh, but we'll understand it better by and by. dark at night, but in the morning, when the morning comes, when all the saints are gathered, amen. Let's sing this good tune. Oh, sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace, and in the mansions bright
discouraged. Why should we feel discouraged? And why should the shadows come? And why should my heart feel lonely? Because you're free. Amen. About a tenth of us. The rest of us need to get on board and get happy this morning. Thank the Lord for his goodness. Aren't you thankful for his goodness? Why don't we sing that this morning? I love you, Lord. 
For your mercy never fails me. How many can testify? All of my days, I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up till I lay my head, I will. Of the goodness of God. Help me sing it now. Because oh, all of my life you have been faithful. Yes, you have, Lord. Oh, and all of my life you have been so, so. It's 
God, I'm going to sing of it till I leave this earth. Amen. We'll let you have your seats this morning. We'll have our ushers to come and receive the morning offering you just give to the Lord. I know he'll bless. Yesterday, Sister Mercedes Pius celebrated her birthday. Let's give Sister Mercedes a big hand. She might have had a birthday, but she's still looking young this morning. We're all uh, going on 18, aren't we, this morning? Brother Matt, don't mean to catch you off guard this morning, but I thought me and you wanted to try to sing a song. If you'll make your way up, we'll sing. Don't forget this coming uh, Wednesday night is communion. Let's just keep our hearts and our minds set on the Lord and look forward to what he has in store for us. There's always healing in communion services, and we're just looking forward to that. song in quite some time, but I was thinking of it this morning, and actually last week, I'm just so thankful that he came looking for me, everybody help us sing it this morning, if you know it. One night while all life's raging sea, it looked as if I would suffer defeat, as the blackness of Close off the lights, my heart sank with fear. My desperate cry rang out with pride, and all I could see was no hope inside. With faith all but gone, I met the one who came looking for me. Put me away 
songs that says I found him but you didn't find him he found you and I'm so glad that he found me and love he bound me wrapped his arms around me amen let's stand together this morning as we invite our pastor Lord just deliver what the Lord has laid on his heart for us today amen are you in high expectation amen Just here thinking, oh, this is going to be another message and something wrong this morning. We have a pastor who labors before God and seeks what we have need of. And I'm so thankful for that this morning. There's so many that run in their studies on Sunday morning and give the Lord 10 or 15 minutes of their time. And Lord bless the people this morning. Our pastor labors, and we're just so thankful for him this morning that he gives. Amen. So we can receive. Amen. Amen. Let's sing this this morning. And he still speaks. Oh, I know his voice. And
just to think that God to be in the house of the Lord. We're living in a time where there are so many voices, voices in politics, voices in the religious realms, but praise God, there's a voice that's speaking to us this morning, a voice that we can lift up our praise and adoration to the King of Kings and say, Lord, amen, blessing and honor and power and glory. Amen. As brethren come, this is the tithes you give to the Lord, and God will bless you. Let's sing and worship Jesus. Behold, Jehovah, seated on his throne, and the Father, the well that overflows, the God who
Behold the way. Behold the way, the truth and the light. That's all we can say to the word this morning. Amen. So be it. You're God. You're over all, through all, in all uh, this morning. Appreciate our musicians. Certainly enjoyed the worship today and the good spirit we feel in the house of God. We're here to worship Jesus Christ, magnifies, matchless, and his holy name. There's no name that is so powerful and holy. Like the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you have your Bible, if you'll turn with me in the book of Luke chapter 14. Return back into series again, part 10. Return to your first love. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bid many. I thought it was very particular, this word supper here in the Greek gives the inclination of the Messiah's supper, the Messiah's feast. And sent this servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent begin to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs to go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five ox of yoke, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes 
of the city. And bring in thither the poor and the main and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto his servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. What a picture of the church today. In the book of Hebrews. Chapter 11 verses 32. What shall I more say of the time would fail me to tell you of... Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephne, one of the judges, and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Wax vigilant in fight. Turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead race to life again. Others were tortured. Not accepting uh, deliverance. That they might obtain a better resurrection. Another had tried trials of cruel mockings and of scourging, yet moreover uh, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawed asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin, goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world is not worthy of. Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. I tell you, this is before us a very great scripture. When we think of men before us who didn't have it easy. But they left this world with a testimony that we can look back. In God's oracles today, and know for a surety that they did not shirk their trials and their times of testings, but they stood the test. They stood the test. It wasn't one-sided. It wasn't that God just built a hedge around their lives and they were just in a bubble. But no, they they lived a life that was worthy of the gospel. There were people like you and I who fought, who had tremendous religious battles of their times, but they stood for Jesus Christ. They kept a testimony through trials, through testings, through imprisonments, through bonds, through uh, many depravity and many things 
They stood true to Almighty God. And what a testimony this is to us. I believe someday there'll be a divine commentary written of the bride of Christ. That people will go back and read and say, oh, she was from Laodicea. Oh, this brother, they were from Murfreesboro. And this sister over here, oh, she went through hell on earth, but she came through victorious. And others are going to read the pages as they sat under the oak tree and testify. I got to go look up Sister Shirley. I got to go look up Sister Linda. I'm reading here in this commentary that they came through the most, the most mental age of all ages. And they stood the test of time. They had a battle, but they're here. Let me see if I can find them. Maybe they're sitting by the, by the river of life. Is there a Shirley Elder in by the river of life? Hallelujah. I can hear her say, here I am. Praise God. I made it by the grace of God. Hell struck me, but I came out victorious. Oh, there's a sister, Linda. Hallelujah. Who came by herself faithfully to church. Family was against her. All odds were against her. But where is she at? Is she sitting there by the river of life? I want to shake your hand, sister, and tell you, welcome into the body of Christ. There's going to be a testimony someday. Some of you rising out of this church where God lifted you up from the uh, despair of life through sickness and affliction. But yet you lift your hands up to God and say, though God slay me, yet I will trust him for I shall come forth. No devil in hell will stop this church. You believe it? Yes, there'll be a testimony, praise God. It's the only thing you're going to leave this, leave this life over is your testimony. Where the devil tried to hold you back. Where Satan tried to afflict you. Where trials tried to knock you down. Where sickness tried to keep you handicapped. But today you're here. Hallelujah. Claiming your deliverance. Claiming your healing. Claiming your victory. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You believe it. Praise God. Now you're ready for the word. Let's bow our heads. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you for your amazing grace, Lord, in this little body of believers down here in Murfreesboro. Lord, we may not be in the spotlights or the highlights. God, we may not even be recognized. We may not be in the most famous names, but Lord, we're so thankful that you know our name. God, we praise you and we honor you today and we pray that you'll come into this house and fill every mind and body and spirit with your holy presence. God, as the scripture says, that you'll be to us a shield. You'll be a shield to us, Lord. That the sun shall not smite us by day, nor the moon by night. That you'll protect us with the pillar of cloud by day. Hallelujah. And the pillar of fire by night. That the trials of this life will never be able to sink our testimonies. We love you, Father. We pray that something will be said to bless and uplift your people today. Have your way in this meeting in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. you. May be seated. Oh, so sweet to trust in Jesus. 
and to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promises. Just to know, thus saith the Lord. I trust today that something will be said to draw you closer to Elohim. And that God will choose my words so carefully to where they will go and be directed to the right place in your life, in your memory, in your bodies, in your circumstances, where you're hurting. Because we know that he's in control. I pray that the words will be taken as is from the Lord and not just merely a man speaking, but God using mortal vessels to speak through. Now you understand that God could have chosen anything he wanted to be his agency uh, to represent him. Could have used the trees or the wind or the waters, the rocks and the earths. But he chose to create man from the dust of the ground and to be made into his image to where that he can express himself through that image to be a speaker and a representative of him. It was God who called us today. And he's able to see us through and make all things right in our lives. Now when God gives an invitation to submit to his truths, it is wonderful. When God gives an invitation to submit to that truth, it is very beneficial. But to turn it down, then we understand what follows is our impending judgments. Now we are speaking on it, and I pick up from last week. We saw how, nicely speaking, the Jews, Russia, England, America, turned down the invitation of truth. Christ gave them the opportunity to come to my feast. He sent out an invitation and said, tell everyone to come. Because the banquet has been prepared. The feast has been prepared. Come to my feast. uh, The feast of Pentecost. Which means uh, 50. Now we understand that when the Holy Spirit was poured out on Russia. They were called to the feast of Pentecost. uh, Spiritual feast. uh, And they turned it down. England. uh, The Holy Ghost was poured out upon them. And they turned it down. America in 1956, the Holy Ghost was poured out upon this nation. And they flat turned it down. When God sent a message, it is to be received by the predestinated. It goes out into the religious worlds of all formality and denominations. And whoever is sitting there with that germ light that comes from God will connect to that light that is shining in that age. And I believe there was a great light that shone in this age. It was the evening time lights that will strike upon every seed of God that was in God's mind. How many believes that? 
And I believe the message went out into this nation with fire and power, with healing, revivals, and restoration in families' lives. We see the dead was raised. Limbs were spoken back into people's body. The handicapped rose out of their, uh, of their sickness to their feet to testify there is a God. When God sends out a ministry, it will accomplish what God has sent it for. And the light went out in this nation. In 1956, America rejected it. She turned down the gospel lights. She turned down the revelation that God had given to uh, the bride of Christ. Many denominations came to the uh, meetings. Uh, many, many head and rabbis of different groups and sects came to the meeting. They could not divide. They could not uh, dispute and deny water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They could not deny serpent seed. They cannot deny the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost is the word anointing of the ace. And while the light was going out, they were under the influence of that power and Holy Spirit. But yet they turned around and rejected their invitation. You believe it? Over there in town country, over when the prophet had a meeting and they set a trap for him, the light of this age, the word of this age, and he told them they had a trap set for him. They had it out for him on water baptism and serpent seed. He came gracefully to their meetings and preached the truth. Over 300 of the clergies of that day rose up and said, we're coming down to get baptized. The invitation was given. Come on, church. That's right. They give the invitation. But where were they? None of them came to the feast. They were given the invitation and rejected the invitation. And America went into a, a state of apostasy. Tommy Hicks told Brother Branham, send me 300 of those, those tapes. I'm going to send them to all the clergy. We're coming down to the tabernacle to get baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Did they show up? Absolutely not. This is why in 1956, God just turned his back from America and she went into religious apostasy. Look at the condition of our nation now. Corrupt leaders are seeking every opportunity to obliviate God from our constitutions, schools, family, and national affairs. I just read yesterday in the state of Arizona... Members of the school board have voted and suggested that uh, they will not hire any Christian teachers because their moral value is sending a mixed message to their students. How shameful that is. It isn't the Christian values that is sending a mixed message. It's the pervert, uh, perverted minds that is trying to sow their agenda into the lives of the young generation. That's what's causing the confusion. It isn't Christian value. It's the perversion of this age that your minds are going to have to be inoculated from. This country has taken the mark of the beast 
and now is in total chaos as it is. They seek every opportunity to, uh, to, to disconnect God from anything. Anything that has God in it, they don't want it. Everything that has perversion in it, they're for it. They're claiming that uh, it's causing too much confusion. No, the confusion comes when the nation turned God down. It's because they rejected and refused the message of God, the invitation to come to the feast. And this was the shout, voice, and trump of 1 Thessalonians 16 and 4 and 16. You realize, friends, that we are under a different sphere. We are under a different message. We are not the ordinary uh, denominational believers. We're not just church members. We are the bride of Christ. We are not the sleeping virgins. We are the wise virgins. We are different. We are not like the religious world. They rejected the word of God. In 1956, they turned their back on God. But praise God in this age, there's still a bride of people who's anointed to come under the shout. You believe it? What was the shout? The rapture message. Hallelujah. Some of you young people can't imagine that because you haven't lived your life to the match. You still want to get married. But I'll tell you, we're under the shouts. We're under the rapture message. We're under a message that one day going to change this life, change this body, change this mind. From the corruption that is in to incorruption. Imagine being in a body where you feel no pain. In a mind where you are not troubled. Oh, praise God. It will be a perfect body that God has prepared for us. Yes, this is a different, this is a different gospel. Hallelujah. We're, we're outside of the ordinary, outside of the norms. We're not classified with the whole religious system, church. Abraham wasn't. He was outside of Sodom. He wasn't in Sodom with lots. He was outside of Sodom. Brother, there was a church in this age that's called aside by the grace of God. And the powers of this world, political power or ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical power will not stop her from our destiny. America sunk deep into religious apostasy now. Look at religion. There's no power to it. It's all become just showmanship. Showmanship, just uh, the, the churches has become great, great uh, uh, areas of uh, commerce. The churches have become just a place to people to invest and be a part of a, of a great enterprise. God's church isn't an enterprise, it's a soul-saving station. It's a place where people are transformed by the power of the spoken words. It's not somewhere we just come and get a little message to get over uh, whatever we're going through. It is more than that. It's changing us from glory to glory. It's changing us. You believe it? Are you being changed? God's power and spirit is changing this church. You believe that? When America sank into uh, the deepest of uh, 
our religious apostasy now. So much so that our attitude and defiance is being carried over into God's church. And, uh, the, and people in the message churches and now in subordinates as we see it as uh, uh, disobedience to authority. We're seeing this spirit creeping in from, uh, from not from the world, but they're trickling through the ecclesiastical realm is where they're coming into the bride church. Hell know who we are. The world knows who we are. It is a religious ecclesiastical avenue where Satan is uh, slipping in to the churches. Under the name of religion, under the name of God, under the name of Jesus. And message folks are feeding on these, uh, on these things uh, and it's coming into the churches. We're seeing this, uh, uh, this corrupt uh, way of teaching uh, is messing up the minds of God's people in this age. Too many excuses to come and to line up with the truths that I'm preaching this morning. Certainly not a life worthy of the gospel. As we read in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, there's something about God. When he touches your your life, uh, you're a different person. You're God-possessed. You're Jesus-possessed. You're insane about the Lord. You're crazy about him. Hallelujah. That's all that's on your mind is Jesus. You can't help but be where he is. You want his word. You want his presence. You want what he has for you this morning. He has possessed your mind and your spirits. God help us is my prayer. Where is that personal relationship with Christ? To follow his word in complete surrenderance and obedience. What is it? Is your life worthy of the gospel? Refusal to the invitation caused a critical moral disbehavior in the body of Christ. It produces what we call excuses. I want you to look at the condition of women in the churches today in total disregard to truth. They'll try to apply that denominational teaching to the message. It won't work. They'll cover up under uh, ecclesiastical teaching and not the Holy Spirit that has brought us the word. Friends, you better, you better look at yourself in a mirror and tell yourself we are not just, uh, just anybody. We are different class of people. Hallelujah. We were born to shake kingdoms. We were born to shake hell. Hallelujah. The, the ones I read about was just a handful in, 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 uh, in Hebrews 11. But they shook the world. That's right. They shook up the world. And the world was not worthy of them. I believe there's people in this age that Laosia and Sodom is not worthy of us. You believe it? What a time. Uh, we see the whole, uh, such a condition in the churches of disregard uh, to truth and making every excuse to line up with God's word. They'll cut off their hair and tell you with the next breath that they love Jesus. 
You're not serving the same Jesus I serve. Come on, church. Apostasy and spiritual prostitution has taken over the entire religious system. And it's fine this way in your message views. I say, but there's a people who is rising up in this age, uh, young men and women of this dispensation that will rise up with a standard that will shake hell's foundation. You believe it? You know that the Bible said a woman is not allowed to pray with her hair cut. God refused to hear our prayers. I'm glad you asked. First Corinthians chapter 11. Somehow we forget about these things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pray for me. Pray for me. You mean I'm all of the malls, all of the churches and everywhere. Hair all bumped off and cut off and praise Jesus. I'll be praying for you. Don't pray for me. Not with cut hair. Come on, church. Because God can't even hear your prayers. I don't care how religious you are, how much you say you love Jesus. It ain't the same Jesus I'm serving. Praise God. It's going to be fire in the house this morning. You better call the fire department, Brother Pat. Amen. First Corinthians eleven three, but I would have you know. Oh, I love the way he started that. But I will have you know, just in case. Amen. That the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. Praise God. The head of the woman is the man. God made a man to be the head of his family. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hey, you might push a sissy around, but not a a real man. You may control a sissy, but you ain't going to control a real man. That's in the image of God. My, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Leave that up. Just flip back to that. Isn't that wonderful how Paul just sets it all in place? I want you to look at that. Look on it just for a moment. This is how God wants it to still be. It hasn't changed. Can I tell you something? It hasn't changed. You might change, but God never changed. Next verse, please. Verses 4. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonored his head. That's a man having long hair. Praise the Lord. God says hair, not hat. Are you with me now? I'll just put on a hat in my head and cover my hair. Then I can pray and prophesy. No, it's not hat. It's hair. In verses 5, quickly. But every woman that prayed or prophesied with her head uncovered, dishonored her head, for that is even as one as if she were shaven. You know... You'd be better off if you want to cut your hair and God still hear your prayer to just go out and shave your hair off. You stand a better chance praying bald-headed than you are with cut hair. Now listen, I'm getting ready to get to something. So, oh, Brother Joseph, that's elementary. It's Bible. Denominational spirit has crept in amongst us. Let's go to the next verse, verses 6. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. And if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, then let her be covered. Very simple, verse 7. For a man indeed ought not to cover 
is dead for as much as he is in the image and glory of God. For the woman is in the glory of man. Next verse. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Next verse. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Sisters, you understand? For this cause of the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. In other words, when the messenger for that age comes and her hair is bobbed off and cut off and she wants to look like the world in Hollywood, he's going to preach on it. Praise the Lord. The angel to every church uh, is going to preach on what the word says. You believe that? Remember, the pastor is the angel to the church. And when the devil's trying to bring these things in amongst Christians, he's going to preach on it. Somebody shout amen. I'm going to tell you the truth anyhow this morning. Praise God. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. Verses 12. Uh, For as the woman is of the man, even so is the man also uh, by the woman, but all things of Christ. Last verse. And uh, judge in yourselves, is it commonly that a woman pray unto God uncover? Wow, what a scripture. Give me the next verse, verses 14, if you can find it quickly. Amen. It's just so beautiful. Paul, just bring all these things into perspective, isn't it? It's for, for, for us as Christians to... See it and to believe it and to hold on to it. You believe it. You know it's true. Let me just hit, let me just jab this in here. This is real good. Do it not, verses 4, do it not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him. But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for what? A covering. Praise God. Stay covered. Stay covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You believe it. But we're watching this deception creeping in. This denominational spirit that's creeping into the churches. Can I tell you where it's coming from? Too many radio preachers and TV preachers. That's right. We're adopting their mentality of teaching in our ranks. Listen, we have a different kind of teaching. We have a sure word, a prophecy. We have the revelation of Jesus Christ in this age that will take us out of this world. You believe it? Don't take a chance on cutting your hair. Well, I just trimmed it a little bit. I don't care if you trimmed it a little bit or uh, if, you, if you just maybe take a little, uh, a quarter of an inch off the bottom or wherever, cut is cut. Is that right? Cut is cut. You believe it? If I cut this note in two, or if I just trim this little piece off, what is the difference? It's cut. Listen, don't you sit around and swallow that filth the devil is trying to tell the church that's all right for women to do these things. 
Now you're going to be as mad as hell as me this morning, but I'm going to tell you the truth anyhow. Because truth is truth in this age. I believe that God is coming for a bride in this last age. Hallelujah. That will line up with the word of this age. You believe it? Praise the Lord anyhow. And no, nobody told me anything. I'm just preaching just in case. What do we have today? Excuses to come to the feast. I bought an oxen. I bought a piece of land. I married a wife. We got all kinds of excuses. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's raining. I feel sick in my body. I ought to do this. I ought to do that. We got too many excuses. Never been a time we have witnessed such immorality in church going men and women. A deterioration of moral and Christian values. And many of our so-called Christian living in fornication and adultery with venereal diseases. Don't tell me I know. Praise God. And then we try to tell the people in foreign land that they're heathens and and, and, uh, that we are better than they are. And and I'll tell you, under discernment, Brother Bram said, not one time under discernment did he ever pick up one case of venereal disease in South Africa. He said, but you know where the problem is? Right here in America. All the filth that's coming out of Hollywood is corrupting the minds of people. And they're confirming to the silver screens. These people aren't celebrity. They're harlots and rebels. Come on, church. We got believers in the churches watching uh, American idols. And who's the next popular person in People's Magazine? I don't care about that filth. I want to know that my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Them people are my example. Them prostitutes coming out of Hollywood is my example. Hallelujah. But a good godly sister in this church and a brother, amen, I'll serve God. That's my example. It's hard preaching, but it's the truth. You believe it? Let me tell you how serious a matter this this is. In South Africa, before a woman was married to a man, she was tested for her virginity. And if the little uh, virgin veil was broken, then she must tell who did it. And they killed both of them together. Wouldn't there be a lot of killing in the churches in America today? Wouldn't there be a lot of killing? Oh, yeah, there would. Be a lot of killing in this nation. Then we call the people over there heathens and all these things. And they can come teach us uh, and tell us how to live right and clean and holy and righteous. But America is so full of it that it's filling up the churches. Mrs. churches as well. They'll bob out their hair, live in fornication and sing in the choir. Come on church. Oh, we don't have rogue uh, choirs, but brother, I tell you, the devil done rolled up in their clothes and standing before the churches. Hallelujah. And dare say anything about it. You know what they're going to do? They're going to make your hell, uh, your life a hell. Hallelujah. Because they're going to tell your friends and and try to uh, bully you. And try to get your voice from, from saying what is right and what is holy. You believe it? They're going to intimidate you. They are going to manipulate you. They're going to try to say they're not your friends. 
They're going to delete you from Facebook and, and quit liking your posts. But let them have it. Hallelujah. As long as God is pleased with me, that's all that counts. You believe it? Yeah, they can, the people there, they can teach us a lot of things. Oh, today they'll tell you right quick they believe the message. They shout and they dance to the spirit and make excuses to line up with the word. And if you truly possess the Holy Spirit, uh, your life will cope up with every word. You find Christians today lying, fussing, arguing, fighting, high-tempered, endorsing sin. Praise God. I'm just going to go down the line if that's all right. Praise the Lord. Pray that I'll get through it. Amen. Safe and sound. Without somebody writing me off, but that's all right. Amen. God already signed me on. You believe it? God has already signed me on. First thing you know, you grieve the Holy Spirit away from you. And then the Holy Spirit takes his flights. He said, why are you preaching so hard, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. Is your life worthy of the gospel? Brother Graham says, shame on that pastor. Any man that can stand in the pulpit and look upon the sin of the day and not cry out, there's something wrong with that man. He's not worthy of the gospel he claimed to be preaching. Praise God. We have such a flood. I don't say this church. Does that not make you sick when you see it amongst message people, friends? And that's the first thing the devil will tell you. Don't be a judge. I don't judge people. I do. Why was that silent? I do. Oh, I'm not a judge. I am a judge. I was called to bring forth judgment in the house of God. Judgment begin in the house of the Lord. Don't try to throw that scare trap on me. It ain't going to work here. I'm not a judge. I'm not a judge. I'm a, when you have sin in your life, that's why you can't be a judge. Hey, man, you're scared somebody's going to call it out. But if you stand in the presence of Almighty God day and night, Lord, wash me, Lord. Is my life worthy of the gospel, Lord? Wash me, Lord Jesus. Wash me, Lord Jesus. I'm so sick and tired of all this. I'm not a judge. I'm not a judge. Well, what are you doing? You realize one day that God even said there that if you can't even judge earthly matters, are you going to sit on the throne with God and judge angels? You, the people of God in this age, are going to judge this generation. So why can you judge matters in this life? Well, I just don't want to throw stones. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Let me tell you something. I'm not throwing stones. God threw the first stone, not me. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I know I got your, all your, your, your message, theology all messed up right now. Some of you, you're falling. You don't know where you're standing. It's like, I can't believe what I just heard. You heard it. You just heard what I said. We're called to be judges. Because if we can't judge our own families... How are we going to judge the house of God? Amen. Come on now. Amen. You know it's the word of God. Amen. The Bible said, let the elder be of double honor. Amen. The judge his own family and keep them in order so he can judge the house of God. Amen. Isn't that the word? Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. You make me feel like I'm in a denomination church this morning. Amen. Some of you ought to be on your feet praising God and thanking God for good, righteous, holy preaching amen. in the house of God. Amen. Unity and Immorality, immorality and immoral dressed women have taken over our churches. 
and nothing is said about it. Come on. We judge some old timers when them women came in, they measured their dresses, and if the dress was too tight, they went back there and put a robe on them. Praise the Lord. We call them legalists. But today we're so smart and we're so educated. It's okay. It's fine. God don't judge you by the way you look. He look at your heart. He does. What's in the heart comes out on the outside. Praise God. If your heart's clean, your body will be clean. Your dress will be clean. Can you shout amen in the house? You'll dress holy, talk holy, live holy, sing holy. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's still in the church. He's still got righteous men that will tell the truth. But the churches are filled with immunity and immorally dressed women have taken over the churches. Women get by with cutting their hair and fingernails that looks like the devil's claws. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Oh, Brother Joseph, please don't do that. It ain't me doing it. Talk to the master. He's the one telling me to do it. I'm just delivering the, the, the letter to you this morning. Praise God. We're not of this world. It used to be wrong for us to put any kind of mess on our fingers. Now you got all different colors. Neon. Come on. And we're praising Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Praise you. I love you so much, Jesus. The devil looking at us and say, you better go down there and get rid of them claws. Hello, 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 hello. Anybody home this morning? Happy Sunday. Come on, church. Happy Sunday. Why too many lots in the pulpits making excuses for their congregations? Oh, Brother Brown said when he saw that bride. Hallelujah. Oh, them women had long hair. <laughs> they had that garments down. Amen. Clean and holy. Amen. And all the stuff all over them. Amen. They were running to him and hugging him. My precious brother. My precious brother. He said there was no lust, no immorality. Amen. Nothing of this side of hell. It was all perfection. You believe it? Sisters, don't take your pattern over Hollywood. Brothers, don't take their own ideas to run your families. We're living in a, such a a women-driven world. You know the goddess of America is women. That's all you hear on the radio is women empowerments. Women control. Women's rights. Sexism. I'll tell you what it is. It's Godism. It's the Holy Ghost in the church. They'll make women find their places and men find their place in the house of God. You believe it? Don't come bringing that trash in the church. Amen, telling me, well, it's women empowerment. It's the age of women's power. No, it's an age of the Holy Ghost power. If you're going to have any power, it better be the Holy Ghost. You believe it? People today taking social drinks. Oh, they have a form of godliness. They'll tell you Jesus drank wine. And they're followers of him. So why don't they follow example and everything else? Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus drank wine. That's the most common. Let me deal on this just a moment. Hallelujah. You continue drinking your wine if you have to, but hear me out. Amen. Jesus had a little wine. 
it's just, you know, it's just, it just goes with dinner. You've been watching too many of the fancy ladies of Laosia. I took a statistics here two weeks ago. Every restaurant I went in, I told my wife, you said, you watch. It's going to be the woman that's ordering the wine and the cocktails. And nine times out of ten, every time, I was right. Tipping up their little glass. Oh, yeah. Tipping up their little glass. God one day is going to send judgment on them. You believe it? Let me tell you what Solomon says in Proverbs 20 and 1. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whosoever deceived there is, thereby by it is not wise. We got a bunch of foolish people drinking wine. Praise God. Hallelujah. You got an urge to drink something, go find you some good grape juice and drink it. Come on, church. You got a spirit of alcoholism upon you? Come up here. Let me cast that devil out of your life. It's becoming popular in many message churches. And believers taking social drinks and cocktails and mixed drinks. It's wrong, friends. It's fine. I'm still going to preach. I still love you. I still love you. You believe it? Amen. Same message, your live word of the gospel. The world is drinking more liquor now. They spend more money for liquor in the United States than they spend for groceries. I forgot how many times more the alcoholic debt costs each year in the nation uh, than it did. And what does alcoholism do? It sends you to the insane institution. No wonder we got so many crazy people in the churches. Come on, church. Is not the truth what I'm telling y'all? Listen, if you're guilty today, I'm not speaking. God knows. I didn't come up here. Nobody sent me any notes. Nobody. God has told me to preach what I'm preaching this morning. And if you got God on the inside, Lord, I want to be right. Lord, I want to come under the headship of the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Christ said, they that name it the name of Christ did depart from sin. And we have gossipers and stripe makers in God's house. You see, anybody who will cause fusses in a church, life is not worthy of the gospel. Any person that will break up a church and start fuss between people is not worthy of the gospel that I preach. And what do we have today but excuses? Excuses. That's all they give when they send them to the feast. Oh, I bought a piece of land. I've got to take care of my oxen. I've got to marry a wife. Come on. Excuses, excuses. It's all I ever hear as a pastor is excuses. I got to do this. I've got to do this. I have to do this. Uh, let me tell you, there's nothing that you've got to do is greater than what you got to do for Jesus. Because he's the ultimate. All may fail, but Jesus never. Glory to his name. He is the righteous one amongst us. He's to be lifted up in the church of the righteous. You believe it? My, we have excuses beside the moral uh, misbehaviors inside those who refuse to come to the feast. The demon are possessing them. Seven foul spirits reside on the inside of them. Can I give them to you? Envy, strife, jealousy. Pride, idolatry, 
hatred, and wrath. Don't even cross their path. They're raging. You ever seen a, a, a time like this where people are in such a rage? They're rageaholics. That's right. Bunch of mad, crazy, insane people raging all the time. God wants you to live in peace and harmony. God wants you to live in the way that he's called you to be. Not constantly raging and fussing and arguing and carrying on. Rageaholics in the churches. Y'all can keep quiet. That's fine. I never needed an amen to preach the word. Amen. Ever since I was 12 years old and I climbed the monk to the pulpit, I trained myself to preach without amens. Amen. Hello. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory. Yeah. Because the truth is going to come on to you. Amen. You realize that these seven spirits was cast out of Mary Magdalene? See, that wasn't really our last name. Magdalene was actually identity of of Medallia, of the city of Medallia that she came from. So Mary of Medallia came to him. And Jesus cast out seven religious spirits out of her. You know that? Praise the Lord. People say it all the time. Well, praise the Lord. I'm fine. I'm okay. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't indulge in any of those things. But what about the hidden spirits down on the inside? What about those hidden things like hatred and malice and jealousy and pride and idolatry and hatred and wrath? And God says, I'm one of them demons cast out of your life. Mary Magdalene never, uh, never served Jesus Christ faithfully until those spirits went out of our life. You believe it? And look after that or she clings to Jesus. I say to you today, when you rid those spirits in your life, Jesus will become the ultimate. And to the religious, they won't come to the feasts. They make excuses. But if there's a seed inside you, when the gospel lights that I'm preaching flash across your heart, you will be quickened. Some of you are going to be quickened this morning. It doesn't matter how hard it is. You're going to be quickened by the Holy Spirit. Look at the prostitute woman at the well in comparison to the religious priests of Jesus' day. Both had the same invitation uh, from Jesus Christ. However, when the light from Jesus struck both, one was germatized seed and the other was not. Praise God. What I'm preaching today, somebody is going to get quickened. Somebody's going to catch on fire. This word is going to light you up. Hallelujah. It'll stir up that germatized seed on the inside of you. Oh, but if there's no seed sitting there, you're just going to sit and look at me and say, what an idiot. Hallelujah. Amen. But the germatized seeds are going to catch a hold of it. Suddenly they'll be like the woman, prostitute woman. Come see a man that told me the things I have done. Isn't this the Messiah? That's the same way it is today with the church spiritual and the church natural. One will make excuses and the other will say, come see a man that told me the things that I've done. Isn't this the Messiah? Isn't this a good pastor? Isn't this a real Abraham pastoring the church? Hallelujah. What do you have for a pastor, a lot or Abraham? Come on, church. Did you know, Brother uh, Ben, that Abraham was a silver dollar? 
and Lot was just a penny? It takes 100 lots to make up one silver dollar. Hallelujah. I pray God will raise up silver dollars in this age. Men that are fearless with the word of God. You believe it? Said, come see. Hallelujah. She dropped our water pots and she went into the city. Hallelujah. You believe it? Our harlot days was over. Hallelujah. Our harlot days was over. She quit cutting her hair. She quit dressing immoral. She quit gossiping and hating and lying and jealousy and envy. And she ran into the city. Some of you going to run this morning. I said, some of you going to run this morning. Some of you going to get off the pew and run for Jesus. You believe it? Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, before she was forbidden to come into these places because she was a harlot. But brother, once the light struck her, our harlot days was over. Hallelujah. Amen. Our harlot days was over. Amen. The Bible said the testimony of that one woman, one woman converted all of Samaria. One woman, hallelujah, who sat on an Abrahamic pastor and heard the word of God preached, transformed an entire, entire city. You believe it? Yes. What a day we live in. What a time we live in. Our Harley days was over. Amen. There was no more boundaries anymore. There was no more, you're a harlot, you can't come here. There was no time set to her when she can come into the city with the other harlots. When life struck her, hallelujah, it transformed her. Amen. Our time changed, our boundaries changed, our body changed, our mind changed, our situation changed, our healing came. Oh, hallelujah. She got restoration in her family because the power of the life struck her. You believe it? Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. You know, there was a rich man that had excuses. And he refuses Jesus' invitation. Luke chapter, uh, chapter 16. He was too weighted down with too many friends of the world. He didn't want to... Quit associating with. He never forsook his testimony though. We find out that he went to a great business. That's right. When Jesus given the invitation. Let's go forward now. In Luke 18. He came to Jesus. And said Messiah. What should I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus had wisdom in him. He knew all things. He said thou knowest the law. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Uh, thou shalt not bear false witnesses. He said, Lord, all this I kept from my youth out. I, I, was, I was in a message church. Yeah, we had the pillar of fire in our church. We hung Brother Bram's picture in the church. All these things I know. I can finish the quote for the preacher. He said, yeah, but thou lackest one thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sell all you have and give to the poor because right now your spiritual bank account is zero. You don't have every, anything in heaven. Come on, church. That thou mayest have treasures in heaven. The Bible says his countenance was rough. And he turned away. But where do we see him next? Oh, he was prospering. He left the master's church and went and joined a denominational ecclesiastical church. Where he got a lot for a pastor that told him it was okay. 
just come to this church. And guess what happened? He increased. He finally went to great business. He had knowledge increased so much still. He had to build new barns to put all his things in. His barn overflowed. The Bible said it. He built his barn bigger and better. Now he's been blessed. Now you see the light. He's rejected. He's under a false light now. Come on, church. But now he brags, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Isn't that what you hear from the denomination? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Praise God. I'm blessed. I got money in the bank. I'm blessed. Bless God. I drive a Mercedes. I'm blessed. I got a Lamborghini. I'm blessed. It's just like it was back in the day of the prophets. God has blessed me, the businessman, for gospel meetings. Thank God I've got 12 Cadillacs. Didn't Brother Bradham blister their heights down there in, in Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica? He says, shame on you businessmen. Amen. All I hear about is all the Cadillac, fleets of Cadillac you have and all these things. He said in the Bible days, in the book of Acts, he said they didn't have, they sow what they have and they give to the poor. One of them brothers had the audacity to stand before the light, the gospel, Elijah that day. and said, Brother Branham, I want to dispute with you. That was a problem. When the persecution come, when they sold everything they have, didn't have, uh, didn't have anywhere to go. He said, that's exactly right. Because God wanted them to go out and shine the lights. <laughs> Hallelujah. You believe it? My, we see that he changed church. He went down to a denomination that will condone him. His barns became bigger and blessed and overburst. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Every day that I live, I'm blessed. You can't help but meeting them in a grocery store and in Walmart and all the merchant places. She said, Jesus, praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm so blessed. Glory. I'm so blessed. Let me tell you where your blessing needs to come from. Amen. From the very throne of God. Where his presence come into your heart and change your desires from these earthly things to the heavenly. He finally died in a lot preacher's funeral. This is how he said it. Our brother here is a wonderful brother. And now he's in the arms of Almighty God. And the whole church. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Pastor Lot said, Oh, our brother was a good brother. He left the legalist church and came down where we have more lights. And everybody applaud. He left them trashy people down there called the message. And came under the intellectual teachings of the day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. For brother rich man. Amen. Come on church. Stay with me now. Don't lose me. I'm, I'm, I'm closing in a moment. Hallelujah. Praise God for our brother. Hallelujah. He put a new roof on the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. But they failed to realize. That he had turned out an invitation. Wasn't so the Bible said in hell. He lifted up his eyes, being in torment. So remember, he still wanted to hold his profession in hell. He still wanted to be a Christian in hell. 
He knew on earth he had failed. He didn't come to the invitation to line up with the word that I'm preaching. So in hell, he still wanted to retain his profession. So he's seen Lazarus, remember? In, in Luke chapter 18, Lazarus was a beggar at, at the gates, begging, hallelujah, begging alms, amen, begging alms, amen, alms, alms, alms for the poor. And, and, and what did this rich man do? He walked right past him and went and gave his money to the denomination church. Hello! Come on, church! And the Bible said the dogs licked the sore that was on the feet of Lazarus. And he died and was carried into the arms of Father Abraham. Now, oh, Brother Richman here, he said that Brother Lot, his pastor said that he was in the arms of Jesus. Can we investigate where he was? Am I preaching Bible? Is this the word or not, church? Hallelujah. Let me tell you, friends, God's going to have a bride in this last day. That's lining up with the revelation of the word. Amen. So he wanted to still hold his profession in hell. And the Bible tells us that he's seen Lazarus in the bosoms of Abraham. And he said, Father Abraham, send Lazarus down here. You see, there was a gulf of fix from where Abraham and Lazarus was than where this rich man was. And he could see clear visibility Showed him right there. He was on the wrong side of the fence. So he cried out. Hello, Father Abraham. Send Lazarus down here. Oh my, that he will just bring just a little bit of water to parch these hot tongue that is tormenting me. Dip his finger in a little bit of water and, and just put it upon my parched tongue. Hallelujah. Send Lazarus. Brother, let me tell you something. God, when God sent a message, you better hold to it. You better hold to that warning as thus said the Lord. Hallelujah. There was a gulf fixed. And he said, I can't cross that gulf. You had the opportunity when the invitation came. Hallelujah. When the invitation came, Jesus said, oh, you did all that. Well, then sell all that have and then come follow me. Is that what the Bible says? Amen. Read the, read the chapter. Amen. Luke 11, uh, 14, and, and Luke uh, 18. Read it. Compare. Bring both together in, in a collation of Scripture, and you'll see what I'm talking about. He said, come follow me. And he said, nah, Jesus, you know, I, I'm just, I got too much prestige. I can't follow you. Man, you wear ragged sandals, and, and your coat's not even clean, and you got a dirty uh, curly beard, and all my guys, you know, in my business, uh, in my business realm, they're just not going to, they just, they, they won't understand me, you know. Jesus, I, I'm just telling you, you know, what is your reason? Well, I, I just can't, I can't follow you. You see plainly, you're a good man, and, and, and I sympathize with you, and, and I thank you for healing uh, Dorothy and Mary and all the others, but I, I just can't do it. It's going to mess up my prestige and the class of people that I ran with. Hello. But God says, follow me. Are you with me now? Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. What did Father Abraham said? He said, but you got to go fix. Hallelujah. He said, if you didn't hear when the invitation was on earth, how are you going to hear it now that you're in hell? Praise God. But in hell, he lifted up his eyes. 
God have mercy. I said, stand the church. Lift up their eyes and look to Jesus and live this morning. Yes, he took his knowledge and went to an intellectual church. I don't have to sit under that old crank. I don't have to sit under Pastor Hammond. He's lost his mind. I listen to 10 other preachers and they don't preach that. And they're in the message. Oh, yeah, so did Lot. Lot heard a lot of denomination preaching. But when it comes time for his soul to be tried by the word, amen, God set a boundary there. You listen to me, young people. You hear the fire of God preach from this pulpit. Hallelujah. You better heed to it and say, Lord, I don't know what's driving Pastor Hammond, but the Holy Spirit is anointing him. You believe it? Run, young people. Run, young people. Hallelujah. The Lord, let me conform to that message that he's being preached. Hallelujah, friends. I don't have many friends, you know. I know you know that by now. Some try to be my friend, but it's only on terms. <laughs> if I listen to their tapes or archive their sermons, there's only one sermon I listen to, and that's the voice of Elijah in this age. Hello, church. Amen. You believe it? And just in case my congregation don't, I listen to it and I preach it to you. Hello. It's spiritual food in new season. Hallelujah. Well, you're not in our circle. You just, you're just not in our circle, you know. You, you're not in the intellect. You're not in the up and ups. You're not in the big wigs. No, I don't want to be in no big wigs. As long as I'm with Jesus, that's all that matters. That's my wife. She knows I'm a fanatic. All I do is eat, read, pray, study, run and get a bite and come home. And that's what God wants me to do. Pray and fast. When it comes down to build a church, I was on the front line. Leading the pack. Come on now. Hallelujah. No, you're not going to find me all over the place. You know where to find me. I'm where God wants me to. That's why I can preach the way I'm preaching. Amen. To tell you truths and look at you in the eyes and tell you, you need some Abrahams for pastor in this age. Men that will tell you the truths. Men that will stand flat-footed on the truths. But he took his knowledge and went to an intellectual church. When the light struck him, he turned it flat down. Could you call that rich man's life a life worthy of the gospel? Hallelujah. The rich man, uh, like most of us today, uh, shut out and reject the word of life and make excuses. I want to say to you as I close, be careful, sisters. Be careful, Brothers, that your ears aren't pierced to where you never hear the warning of God in your life. Hallelujah. Because when the invitation, what did Jesus close by saying? He said, they'll never hear it again. None of these men shall ever have a second opportunity to come to my feast. Hallelujah. Isn't that what he closed the scripture with? I read it to you. He said, none of them. I'm sure they went on to denomination churches. I'm sure they went to all kinds of message churches all around the message. You better be careful where you're going. There's two things you need to pray about. The man you marry, the woman you marry, and the pastor you're sitting under. Hello, church. Hallelujah, because churches carry spirits. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You better be under the right teaching. I'm not talking about me. I know where I stand. 
I know where you know where you can find me. You don't have to worry about me. Hallelujah. I'm just talking about you. You need to know who your pastor is and who your husband or your wife is. Don't make that mistake and guess about it. Don't presume about it. It's a lifetime commitment. You realize that? You know, Jesus parallel who a man marries and a woman marries, the same thing to his church. And you see people, they leave churches and they hop from this one to the next one. It's no different than divorces in the world. And did you know, Brother Brown said that was one of the most horrible things that Satan has done to the human race was introduce the law of divorcement. It's crippled a lot of families. And so as as it crippled a lot of spiritual families and churches today. Hallelujah. Amen. They jump from this to that to the other. Stand still and let the Holy Spirit wash you this morning. Stand still and say, oh God, I want to come to the feast. I want to come to this place. And refusal to come to the feast of Pentecost. They were pierced, pierced in the ears because they rejected the invitation. Now I say in closing, when you hear the gospel and know it's true and you rejected and refuse to line up with that, then God has no choice but to turn his face from you. You know what I require today, what I, what I thrive after, what I pray every morning for? God, let me see your face and not your back. I don't even want to see your side. I want to see your face. Hallelujah. Because if your face is ever shining on me, I can face up with every trial that I'm going through. Every heartache that I'm going through. Every pain in my body that I'm suffering with. Every circumstance that I have to face. If your face is shined towards me, then God, I know I have your approval. And I say this in closing. That's one person you don't want uh, to be against you. And that's God. I cling so close to him as the old song says, musicians come. I will cherish the old rugged cross. Hallelujah. I want to cling to the old rugged cross. Is that what you want, friends? You know, I preach like this today, friends. It's not popular preaching. You know that? It's not popular preaching. It stings and it hurts. But you got to know that I love you to tell you the truth. And you got to know that I don't follow you on Facebook or Instagram to know what's going on in your life. And if God spoke to you today, lift your hands up. Let's stand to your feet and say, Lord, thank you, God, for your word. I will cherish the old rugged cross. Oh, yes, I will cherish the old, the old rugged cross. Is that what you want today? I said, Lord, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Friends, life is just a, just a vapor. Don't let Satan uh, lie to you young people and tell you, you got your whole life ahead of you. Look, we just had a storm that passed through on a Thursday right. night. Yes. I was running that morning coming up the hill. I almost disappeared like Elijah. The wind was so strong. Yes. But brother, by that evening, the next morning I got up, went for a walk. I saw old briar branches was on the ground. I saw some fresh new twigs got ripped off. I saw some dried up leaves. I saw some fresh new leaves. And I thought, that's, that's how it is. That's how it is, friends. God has no respect to person. You got your whole life ahead of you? Brother, don't think that way. Just a moment in time, God can sap the very life out of you. 
You say, oh, I'm healthy now. I can do, I, I live. I, I'm fine. I eat good. I exercise. That's good. But if God don't bless you, you'll die just like everybody else. And that conception that you can handle it and you're the Lord of your own uh, destiny in your own life. God is in control of it. Listen, I've been preaching a long time. I've had a lot of altar calls. I watch a lot of people God's dealing with. They show up in the meeting. They reject the word. They didn't come back. You don't understand. Some of you don't know. See, I had meetings. I didn't have to be popular, but God gave me favor. I went to the cities and had meetings. I had radio program in, in various uh, states. Amen. Nobody that never even knowing me, but they came to the meetings. Then I will ask the pastor, whoever of that city, where's that woman? Where's that, si- uh, that, that man that was sitting there? Oh, brother, just I meant to tell you, three weeks ago, they got on a car wreck. Amen. Two weeks ago, that girl committed suicide. They rejected the Holy Spirit. My God, help us today. He said, oh, I'm fit and I'm, I, I, I'm, fit and I'm trim and I, and I got my health. God can knock you down with a sickness and cripple you up in a heartbeat. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Send a heart, heart attack and, and lay you up in a hospital room in a moment's time. Hallelujah. You better set your eyes on Jesus and cling to the old rugged cross. Those of you that's watching the service, uh, slip your hands up right where you're at and sing it with me as a testament to Almighty God. Sing it, my precious brother. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. Let's worship Jesus. I'll let you go in just a moment. And I love that old cross where the dearest and blessed for a world of lost sinners was cross it's not easy I understand you have trials you have ailments you have financial setbacks you have family challenges you're carrying a cross but someday you're going to lay it down and exchange it when you come in the presence of God and he says well done my good and my faithful servant Enter into the joys of the Lord. The banquet that was prepared for you. 
Hallelujah. Come and dine. Eat at my table. Hallelujah. It will be worth it all, church, when we see Jesus. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? No, it's not popular. Hallelujah. I expect to have friends over this kind of preaching. Hallelujah. No, I, I, I know. But you know what? As long as he's pleased, that's all that matters. I want to, I'm here to tell the truth. Amen. I have no other agenda. I have no other plans but to make heaven my home. Hallelujah. That's my final plan. That's my only plan. That's why I want to live for him. Preach like him. Sing like him. Shout like him. Glorify like him. Hallelujah. I have nothing to lose. Jesus is my ultimate. Well, Brother Joseph, aren't you afraid people are not going to like you? Aren't you afraid that people are not going to support you? If you don't, God will. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Hallelujah. For he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Hallelujah. When he sent me down to Athens, Georgia, with just two pennies in my pockets. Hallelujah. I'm still standing today. By his grace, I shall stand in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, how I love him. Oh, I adore him. My breath, my sunshine, my all in all. Praise the Lord. I want to give you an opportunity now to give your little pennies to our precious brother Prem and Diana as they try to remodel their bathroom. Uh, you, whatever you want to give, the brothers are going to come. You just give little as much when God is in it. Amen. You believe that? You realize the gospel has always been carried upon the shoulders of the poor? Do you know that? That's right. It's the little widow's might. Hallelujah. And Jesus looked at it and he said, you know what? This woman give more than any of you. The rich young man probably was there. Amen. And he got offended at Jesus. And Jesus said, no, come on. You don't have to be offended. You see, you got the wrong motive. Hallelujah. You give to the Lord. And he will bless you and encourage you. Down from his glory ever living story Sister Shirley my God and Savior came you come for your blessing and Jesus was his name
Oh 
I want to be what God wants me to be. Hallelujah. I want what God's want me to be. Listen, I'm not looking for popularity. I mean, I'll be popular amongst message churches. And that's fine. That's okay. I'm not worried about that. You know, prejudices and all sorts of things. Never stopped Jesus. He still went on. I probably could have been popular with denomination right now. But I chose this. There's a gift of God upon my life to bless me. I was preaching a meeting out in Monroe. A man was sitting in the back and he said, the gift that you have in your life, I came to every meeting. He said, you don't name, know me, but he said, you ever heard about a man named T.D. Jakes? 
and he named a couple of other television preacher. He said, I'm one of them on their board that helped to recruit them and send them and make their ministry big. And he said, I want to give you an offer. Anywhere you want to go preach in this, in this nation, we'll set up the meetings in Washington and in New York and in Chicago and everywhere. I want you to come. All you got to do is just not mention that name, William Branham. But we love to give you half. You'll move an audience. Holy Spirit inside of me says, and that will take the mark of the beast. Hallelujah. I said, sir, I'm sorry. I don't want it. I turned on the offer right there. I said, Lord, let me take away where the Lord despised few. Not popularity. I can have, I'm not worried about message popularity. Too much politics in that. I want to be popular with Jesus. That's all that matters. Amen. You love him this morning. God bless you. We appreciate each and every one of you. I want to thank you for your giving. Thank you for your love. Service will resume here this Wednesday night. We'll have communion service. We'll be fasting on Wednesday. So if you have a need, you got a specific need that you would like that's on your heart, text it to me. I'll be praying, wife, and I'll be fasting. And then we'll be coming here to have communion with you. That th- that's this Wednesday evening. Come praying, believe, and expect in God to show up in our midst. Remember, there's healing in the cup. And whatever you have need of, God is able to heal you. God bless you. We love you. We appreciate you. Our brother back here, God bless you, my friends. Good to have you in the house of the Lord. Appreciate all the body of Christ. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Shalom to you. God bless you. Amen. No musicians practice today. Next week, Lord.